0: Good morning, church. Let's stand and worship the Lord together. Thank the Lord for his faithfulness and his goodness to us, his overcomer, overcoming power, the authority that we have in Christ. we just lift up his name as we just lay everything else down before the throne and we just have one thing this morning that we worship him
1: I won't forget How you brought deliverance, the exodus of my heart. You found me, you freed me, held back the waters for my release. Oh, yeah. Fire by night is the guiding light to my feet. Sing it out. You frown me, you freed me. Help back the waters for my release. Oh, Yahweh. by the hand and you march me out in freedom into the promised land.
2: Now I will not forget you,
1: God. I'll sing of all you've done. Death is Saturday was silent. Saturday was silent. Surely it was true. Since when has impossible ever stopped you?
2: Friday's disappointment.
1: Is Sunday's empty too. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? This is the sound of dry bones rattling This is the praise, make a dead man walk again Open the grave, I'm coming out I'm gonna live, gonna live again This is the sound of dry bones rattling fire, sure something new, you're not gonna run out of miracles any time soon. Yeah. dead man walk again open the grave i'm coming out i'm gonna live gonna live again this is the sound of I hear the sound. 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 This is the sound of tribal driving. This is the praise. Make a dead man walk. Come on, sing it out. Open the grave. Open the grave. I'm gonna live, gonna live again Open the grave, I'm coming out I'm gonna live, gonna live again Open the grave, I'm coming out I'm gonna live, gonna live again This is the sound of dry bones rattling Live, live, live Live. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord
2: This must be the dry bones over here. We gotta pray for them. There's no one over there. So I'll talk to you guys over here. What is it that you need the Lord to speak life into? You know, I just believe while we're singing that song, worshiping the Lord this morning, that there's something that we need to cry out to the Lord, that it may be a dream, it may be a, a, a calling, something God's put in our heart, that we need to speak life into that. How many of you have that? Come on, let me see your hands. All right, let's pray. Father God, we come to you in the name that is above every name, the name that raised uh, Lazarus the name that spoke life into dead beings the lord lord the name that is above every name that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess lord we lay those things before you lord breathe upon them those some of those dreams we've had some of those aspirations maybe something that we look at right now lord we see it looks like in the in the natural it's dying but father in the supernatural you are breathing life into it and god we come in the name that can do all things that nothing is too difficult for thee and lord we pray that your holy spirit will just infuse us with supernatural power lord we glorify you this day we ask that lord your name be highly exalted and lord we ask that as we put these things in your hands that you will do something so amazing and so incredible we'll stand back and go wow our god is amazing And Lord, we just glorify you. And Lord, we don't look at what we see in the natural, but we look at the one who lives in the supernatural. And Father, we just give this to you, Father, right now in Christ's name. Let's continue to worship. Hear
1: the thunder with a new future to tell for the dry season is over there is a cloud beginning to swell to the skies heavy with blessing lift your eyes your heart Jesus Christ open the heavens now we receive spirit of Now to... Stay- To come, everything that you have spoken will come to pass. us to do and believe, we receive God, we receive God. You made us into good receivers of your love and your promise, God, we'll step out on faith, We'll step out in faith we see that all you've done for us all you've done for us is true It's true there is no shadow that has ever overcome your light there is no rival that could ever stand against your might. You've always been with us. Every battle you've already won, you've already won. Let's sing that again. There is no shadow. There is no shadow that has ever overcome your your life. There is no rival, do you believe, that that could ever stand you Show me waters he can't part, he's the God of the breakthrough, and anything is possible, is possible. There is a kingdom that's advancing at the speed of light, and in his kingdom, every dead thing is bound to rise. Show me a mountain he can't move He's the God of the breakthrough anything is possible Show me Show me one thing that's too hard Show me waters he can't part He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is possible Show me Show me one thing He can't do Show me a mountain He can't move He's the God of the breakthrough Anything is possible Show me my God Show me one thing that's too hard Show me waters He can't part He's the God of the breakthrough Anything is possible is possible all
0: right i know this is new but it shouldn't be new to your spirit because we're just saying the words the spirit the heart of the word of god now let's declare this together and stomp on the works of the enemy amen, amen and all of my fear i will turn into praise shake off despair as i sing out your name a victory dance i will dance out in faith i will crush disappointment
1: and break it sing it out all of my fear i will turn into praise shake off despair as i sing out your name a victory dance i will dance out in faith Disappointment and break every chain All of my fear I will turn into praise Shake off despair As I sing out your name A victory dance I will and down in faith I will crush disappointment And break every chain All of my fear I Come will on. turn into praise Shake off despair As I sing out your name A victory dance I will dance out in faith I will crush disappointment And break every chain Show me one thing He can't do Show me a mountain He can't move He's the God of the breakthrough And anything is possible We believe, yes Show me one thing that's too hard Show me waters he can't part. He's the God of the breakthrough. Anything is possible. Show me. Show me one thing he can't do. Show me a mountain he can't move. He's the God of the breakthrough. Anything is possible. Show me one thing that's too hard. Show me one on earth he can't part. He's the
2: God of the
1: breakthrough. Anything Anything is possible. It's possible. All right. Now all of my fear I will turn into praise shake off despair as I sing out your name a victory dance I will dance out in flames. I will crush disappointment and break every chain all of my fear I will turn into praise shake off despair as I sing out your name a victory dance I will dance out in faith I will crush disappointment and break every chain come on all of I will turn into praise, shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance I will dance out of faith. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. All of my fear I will turn into praise, shake off despair as I sing out your name. Show me one thing He can't do Show me a mountain He can't move He's the God of the breakthrough And anything is possible Show me one thing that's too hard Show me waters He can't part He's the God of the breakthrough And anything is possible
2: possible do you believe that do you believe that our god is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we imagine or ask you know sometimes we we put god in a box you can be seated sometimes we put god in a box but i tell you he is a box breaker you know the enemy tried to put him in the grave and look what happened no grave could keep him. No death could keep him. Nothing could overcome our God. He can do exceedingly above what we imagine or ask. I love that song. That is such an invigorating testimony. You know, the first time I heard that song, I was listening to it, and I, my mind went to Jericho. What was the issue in Jericho? You know the story of Jericho? They were, there was a trying to take over the city of Jericho, and the Lord gave him a strategy. He said, I want you to walk around the city for six days and not say anything. Just be silent. Be still, kind of like the the passage that says, be still and know that I am God. And then on the seventh day, I want you to walk around seven times and then shout. And what is a shout? A shout is a proclamation of what God's going to do. And God wants to do something powerful. And a lot of times I found this in life. The enemy wants to put you someplace where he thinks you're going to be defeated. But the reality is God is just putting you in a place to show you his victory. God is putting you in a place where you think the situation is greater than anything God can do. And God says, oh, go ahead, test me in this and see if I can't part the waters. I don't know about you. I stood on the shore of the Red Sea and looked across the other side. And I could just imagine the time I was swimming in the Red Sea. But I could just imagine the time where the Lord just parted the waters and they walked across the Red Sea on dry ground. And I tell you, some of us have a Red Sea in front of us and God's saying, let me part it for you. Let me part it for you. You know, we as believers, Scripture tells us, and I'm going to steal some of my 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 wife's notes today, but I, 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 it, she does it to me all the time anyway. So we're we're even here. But Scripture tells us that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. You know, a lot of times as believers, we don't we don't really grasp the truth of that. We don't grasp the truth that He has made us more than conquerors. That means. Literally, the, the word that's used there is, is, a, is a, a compound word in the original language. It means, how many of you know anyone that's hyper? My she does. <laughs> hey, 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 no, no getting even with me now, girl. Okay? Hyper means what? Above, right? It's actually, the, in the Greek, it's the word hooper. It means above. And then the second part of that word is an interesting word because it says, it's nikeo. Anyone know, like, Nike? You know you know where nike gets their, their name from it means overcoming that's literally what the word nike means in the greek language so what the, the writer of romans says is that we are hyper overcomers how many of you believe that we're not just victorious we are more than victorious we are more than conquerors we can do what some things through christ jesus no we can do all things through christ jesus and I want to challenge us today. Some of us, I just really sense today that got, that song is, is talking about breakthrough, talking about how God wants to break through something in your life. And I don't know what it is, but I've, I've got this this vision in my head that it's like a drain that's clogged, and the Lord's wanting to break through this morning. So, what is it that you need God to break through? What is what situation? If people told you, "Oh, yeah, that's not going to happen." There's that situation's hopeless, you know hopelessness is for people that don't believe in a God who does miracles and I don't know about you but my God does more and imagine than I can imagine and I know I've got a crazy imagination you know God wants to do exceedingly abundantly above what you can imagine or ask so what is it you need to ask the Lord for this morning come on let's hear it what do you need to ask the Lord for this morning what is it that you need God to do something hooper victorious he needs to go above that You know, right now, Lord, we just come before you in that name, that matchless name, that name that the enemy thought by crucifying him he'd defeat him, but he just empowered him. Lord, by putting him in the grave, he thought it was over and done. And Jesus says, oh, I overcame the grave. I overcome death. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? And Jesus says, I am the victorious one. I am the conqueror. I am the overcomer. And Lord, we just come before you right now and we lay those things that we have that people or circumstance or situation says that you can't do. And Lord, we lay them down and said, go ahead, God, show us your glory. Show us how you could do exceedingly above what we ask. Show us that our imaginations may be stymied, but Lord, that you are not intimidated by the situations or circumstances we face. But God, I do what they do in the book of Psalms, that we praise you. Just like this song says, Lord, we will praise you in the dance by crushing the head of the one that is is under our feet because of the victory that Jesus has provided for us. Lord, we come to you in that name that every situation, every circumstance, everything that we have, Lord, is going to yield to you. And Lord, we surrender these things to you. God, your word declares that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And Lord, I just pray right now, God, that you would infuse your sons and daughters with the same kind of hyper faith as this word says in 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 the book of romans chapter 8 verse 27 that god you will give us hyper faith to be hyper conquerors in the one that is above all things in the one that sits at the right hand of god the father at the one who controls every aspect of our lives and that lord we know that all things not some things lord but all things work together for the good of those that love god and are called according to his purpose So, Father, right now, we just lay the situations before us. God, take our faith that may be the size of a mustard seed and make it the size of a righteous oak tree. Lord, take our faith that may have been beaten and hidden by by the circumstances of life. And, Lord, we put it into your hands. And, Lord, you breathe life into it. And we ask this all in that name that is above every name. And if you believe that, say amen with me. Amen. You know what amen means? Let it be. Let it be Lord Jesus. We believe that God is, I don't know about you, my God is a supernatural God. He's not a dead God that's laying in a tomb someplace. I've been to tombs of religious leaders. I've been to tombs of people, and every time I go, I think, you know, my God's not in there. I went to the tomb in Jerusalem where Jesus was supposed to be laid, and I went in and it was empty, you know? I didn't have to go look at a body. I didn't go have to look at a casket. I didn't have to go look at some physical substance. I, I walked in and says, He's not here. For He has risen. And He has risen indeed. Amen? Amen. Aren't you glad today's here? Yep, me too. How many of you know what today is? That's a trick question. Sunday. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Sunday. You, you know what happened a few years ago? Actually, 1,315 years ago? Martin Luther walked into Wittenberg, Germany, and took. His treatises and nailed them on the door of a church and he said these are the things that my god is going to do we celebrate that today you know some people say it's halloween i say it's all saints day it's a day that we glorify what god has done and i tell you god's got some great things in store for us we're glad you're here. There's going to be a great service this week. Pastor Lynn's got a great word. She she gave me the notes to type up for the PowerPoint. It's going to be a powerful word. We want to welcome you. If you're a guest or visitor, just give us your name and your information. We want to pray with you. One of the things that we, we want to encourage you to do is to really connect. You know, I, 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 I did a memorial service for someone that passed away yesterday. And it was interesting because I was telling them how it's so difficult during this time, everyone's so separated. You know, we're social distancing, we're, we're masking, we're keeping away, we're not connecting. And it's really important for us in the body of Christ to be connected to one another. And just because there's something going around, we can't, we can't limit ourselves. We have to keep being connected with brothers and sisters in Christ. And I, I want to encourage you to connect. We have tons of opportunities. We have uh, things that are going on every single week. We have our Crossroads Connect. This Wednesday, Pastor Lynn's going to be doing the, the service in here with the ladies, the Saturate service. It's going to be a great time for ladies to gather together just to baste in the presence of the Almighty. You know, how many of you like to baste your turkeys? You know, you like to baste them nice and juiced? Teresa does. That's good, Teresa. You're cooking our turkeys for Thanksgiving, by the way. Uh, Well, we, we, we love to baste and saturate in the presence of the Lord. And that's what God wants to do. We have men's and women's and youth and activities for children going on this Wednesday. It's going to be a great time to be in the house of the Lord. We have some great things that are happening. One of the things, if you weren't here last week, we had our annual business meeting right after service. And God, I tell you, God has done some amazing things in this church. And we had a great service, we had a great report of what was going on. There were two people that were elected: Michael Cameron up here. Michael, welcome to the board. And Rebecca O'Brien, they're two our new two board members. And, uh, Mark, you could take a Selah time, brother. You know, Mark's been on the board for, what, 37 years straight now? Something like that. Um, Mark and Randy in the back here. Randy's taking a say-lot moment as well. We thank you for your service, gentlemen. You know, God's got some good stuff in store for this church. And I tell you, it's just beginning. You know, it's just beginning. I feel like the ball is just starting to start to roll really good. And God's doing some great things. This coming Friday night, we're having our uh, our quarterly uh, Tongues of Fire session. We're going to be having it here, worship time. Uh, we're going to have Teen Challenge joining us. We have our international partners joining us. It's going to be an English-Hindi service. It's going to be a great time. Uh, I'm going to be speaking, so hopefully the word's going to be good. And, uh, you know, pray for me, pray for me. It's been a crazy couple weeks. God's doing some good things, but we're going to trust the Lord. I want to encourage you. Invite somebody to come with you this Friday night. And it's just a time where we're, we're not limited by by the clock. It's just a time of worship, and it's going to be actually a global thing uh, because we have some of our partners overseas in India and Nepal and Bangladesh. And last uh, last month we had Oman and we had Lebanon. So we have people, all of our partners that are working with us join in. It's a great time for us to have a, a celebration of what the Lord's going to do. Amen? Amen. Hey, uh, how many of you know Thanksgiving's coming up? You know, last uh, last year year and a half we haven't been able to do this, but we have, we did something. We started a few years back where we have an annual Thanksgiving meal, and we're going to do it on the 17th of November. It's the week before the Wednesday, uh, a week and a day before Thanksgiving. Uh, it's a great opportunity. We want to invite all of you. You know, bring. Uh, we're going to provide the the meat. We're going to provide turkeys and hams, and uh, you're. And what else hams yams Did someone say yams hams uh we're going to provide the meat and then we're going to have a time brief service in here about 10 minutes or so 15 minutes max and then we're going to go in and celebrate eating together how many of you like to eat yeah you know food is good food is fellowship you know and and i want to encourage you some of the folks are making some uh some variants on the thanksgiving meal based upon their background their culture You know, I was telling Rima, she's not here, but I'll pick on her. She made some killer Indian uh, stuffing that was really, really good. And uh, make something that's unique. Teresa's going to have a sign-up in the foyer after service. You can sign up on side dishes you're going to bring. But it's a great time to invite people. We'll come in, talk about how thankful we are for the Lord, for what he's done the last year. And then we'll go into the fellowship hall and have a great meal together, okay? A couple things else uh, going on. Uh, schedule now in January. We Every January we do a Daniel fast, and part of that Daniel fast we have the I Thirst Conference. But we also have a Holy Spirit baptism retreat. We get down to uh, uh, a a sem- uh, uh, a retreat center in San Juan Batista. And if you're interested in being baptized in the Holy Spirit, want to know more of what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is, you can talk to Pastor Lynn and I. But uh, Schedule it right now. If you could get your time, that if you need time off, it's on a, a Thursday and a Friday. So it'll be Thursday evening. Uh, you can come down, and then Friday we'll be there during the day, and then we come back Friday night. But we want you to schedule your time now so you can be part of that. And it's January 20th and 21st. Uh, you can listen to our sermons. They're available online, multiple formats. If you want to listen to those, encourage those to be passed on to someone. And then this this week, we want to share two ministry partners with you. Uh, Two weeks ago, we got a notice from some of our ministry partners overseas. There's been a a lot of persecution against Christians globally. Uh, You don't really hear about it in the news, but the ministry partners that are on the ground, in the trenches, in the fight, have been telling us. And then this last week, Pastor Swapna uh, told us that there is a massive persecution of Christians going on in her region of India. And that's where we have the Micaiah House is there. We have the Cairo Center for Theology and Leadership Studies is there. We have some church plants that we partner with there. Uh, there's a lot of persecution going on. And, a lot. you know, I was telling people the other day, I said, you know, um, sometimes Americans, we feel persecuted because we have to wear a mask. These are people that are getting beaten their churches are getting vandalized. They're getting assaulted. You know, there is real serious persecution going on. And there are brothers and sisters, and we need to pray for them. So I want to encourage you to continue to pray for the persecuted church. And then one of the other partners that we want to pray for is Pastor uh, Prakash and Anania uh, Sharma in Nepal. They're church planners in southern Nepal. You know, we were talking about people being resurrected from the dead. You may or may not know this, but she was resurrected from the dead, she actually died. And the Lord resurrected her and called her to the women of Nepal. And so you say, I've never seen a resurrection. Look at her beautiful face. And she's got two little children that we support them. We help build their church. We help build them a home. We pay for their children to go to school. They're our partners. Actually, they're a branch church of Crossroads in southern Nepal. You know that? They are a church that we support them. And they're part of our family. And so we need to pray for them, pray for protection, pray for the Lord's provision upon them. And then one other picture, if you go to the next slide, this is, this is you know the church we planted in Kathmandu, northern Nepal, or central Nepal, the capital of the country? This is their first anniversary, and they have 65 new believers, 65 people Amen. that never had a church to go to, that now have a church to because of our faithfulness. You know, I was talking to someone yesterday, and I was telling them about some of the work that Crossroads does, and telling them how we are blessed to be able to give to these projects. You know, I don't know about you, but I—I I, there's nothing better to do. It is more blessed to give than it is to receive, you know. And a lot of times we think we we amass all of our stuff here. But just think, someday we're going to stand in the presence of the Lord. And these 65, who maybe thousands by then, are going to come up to us and say, thank you for giving to build my church. You know, we built this church too. We built this church. So these are two churches in Nepal we built. That God is going to bless and multiply. So we want to thank you for that. And as one last thing about uh, giving, God has been so good. You know, we we talk about Teen Challenge. We love Teen Challenge. We we sent them the money this week for their washers and dryers. They were blown yeah. away that we raised that money. We raised it's about eleven thousand or uh, you know, about eleven thousand dollars. We raised, and I sent them everything we got. And if any more comes in, I told them we'll send you more, and that'll be for uh, you know detergent and fabric softener, whatever you need, but God has been so good, and they're going to be with us this weekend, so I encourage you to, to be with us, and then the last thing, this is the last Sunday of October, it's uh, traditionally pastor appreciation month, uh, if you want to give anything to our pastors, I know we've we got, you know, I have to work out more, you know, Rosie, your fudge was killer, by the way, girl, that the cinnamon in it, mmm, really good, you know, I was telling Teresa, I said, she goes, I, I've never made, uh, fudge that's really smooth i said you got to talk to rosie and get a recipe i said i better yet. just ask rosie for some she'll make you some you know uh but thank you for all of you that have given things to pastor lynn and pastor nick and pastor rebecca and pastor sandy and matthew we thank you for all of that for the the blessings you've given to us and may the lord bless you for that well we're going to wait upon you for your tithes and offerings the usher is going to come and let's pray ask the lord to bless this uh offering you know One of the things that I want to always do is I always want to be a good steward of the resources God has given us. And I thank God we have a board. I thank God that we have accountants that check us and balance us and make sure that the money's going where it should be. So Lord, we just commit this offering to you. I bless both the gift and the giver. I pray that Lord, you would multiply what we give individually to do great things for your kingdom not just here in the South Valley and California and the United States, but globally with our partners. And Lord, we pray that you would even extend us even further to do greater things for your kingdom. I pray that every need of this church is met. I pray that every need of every individual in this church is met. And I pray and ask, Father, that you would just bless and protect these funds. Help them to be sown into the nation so that na- people will come to know Christ. And, Lord, we just surrender to you this offering. May it be used for your glory and honor and bless each and every one of us, those that give out of abundance and those that give out of need. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. God bless you as you give.
1: Show me one thing you can do. Show me, Show me a, a mountain you can't move. move. He's the God of the breakthrough, and anything is possible. Show me, show me one thing that's too hard. Show me waters he can't bar. He's the God of the breakthrough, and anything is possible. Is possible. Amen. Come on.
3: Don't you love that song? Don't you love that song? Yes. I love it because it's declaration. I want to challenge you. You show me. You show me what God can't do. But the Lord says nothing is impossible with God. Jesus said that nothing is impossible with God. My sermon is upside down here. There we go. Hallelujah. You're all so quiet. You know what? I'm going to talk to you about we are more than conquerors. People of the kingdom are more than conquerors. And I believe that the challenge is that we don't just declare it or go buy something on Hobby Lobby that says we're more than conquerors. We put it on our wall. Come on, Jesus. He likes Hobby Lobby, by the way. But the fact is this. It it should be who we are. We live as more than conquerors. It's not something that we just in church, in a church service on a Sunday or a Wednesday night or a life group that we say, but it's who we are. And that's what I want it to start boiling down to because too many believers say it but don't live it. And the fact is this, the concept of more than conquerors intrinsic to that concept is there's something to conquer. So many times we want to pray away the battle rather than having the Lord show us that we are more than conquerors as his new creations. Especially people in the West. We like to pray away our battles because ultimately you know where we want to land? In our lazy boy chair with the remote control. And we will do anything possible to, to remove any discomfort so that we can sit in that lazy boy chair. But I'm going to tell you, that's not who God made you become. That's not why he died on the cross for you. A lot of times... <laughs> We're in a new season. We are in such a new season. You know, You have no idea what kind of new season we are. But I'm going to tell you, the Lord is bringing forth the more than conqueror in us. And part of that is facing things and not being afraid of the battles. Intrinsic to your journey as a believer, is that you will face battles. Jesus told you that. Jesus told you that you would have persecution. Jesus told you in this life there will be troubles. He told us that. Knowing the work that he would do for us, he told us that. So we must walk as more than conquerors. That is part of our identity. It's interesting, though. That the enemy wants, and I find this in the way people talk. Do you know that when you talk, and generally it's outside of maybe this more kind of faith-built atmosphere. But when you're talking privately, it reveals what you actually think. And many times believers believe that there are more than conquerors in some areas. Certain areas. And there are certain areas that they're not more than conquerors in. See, they have this belief system That comes from the enemy. It's interesting because in 1 Kings 20, it's not up here, but it's something that I was praying about. 1 Kings 20 is a scripture, is a story about how the enemies come in against Israel. And they say to Israel, that we know that your God is the God of the mountains, but he's not the God of the valleys. <laughs> like, and God hears that. and He says, I've heard that they have said that I am the God of the mountains, but not the God of the valleys. But I'm going to show them that I am the God of the mountains and the valleys. Now, I'm telling you, some of you think... Like, oh, he's a conqueror. He allows me to overcome, be more than a conqueror in these areas. But in these areas, no. See, th- see, this is the thing. It's not true. It's not true about our lives. And yet we can function, in a sense, half victorious. I even hear, oh, even in church culture. Church, co- I mean, I'm believing in the word of God more than the word of man and the more of the word of the philosophies of man and the philosophies of the religious world. I believe in what Jesus said. I believe in what he made us become. We are more than conquerors. But many of the philosophies, even in the religious world, tell us that we, God is only the God of the mountain and not the God of the valleys. And we kind of embrace that. Well, they are experts. And I kind of feel that way. The truth is this. He says, I am God of the mountains and the valleys. I am the God of every circumstance in your life. Every challenge. Every battle in your life. Okay. Woo, I know the Holy Spirit is on me. Okay. Here we go. We're a people more than conquerors. You enter into being more than a conqueror when you're saved. It's not... Down the road, when I become mature, it's when you're saved. The moment that you receive Christ, you become more than a conqueror. Second Corinthians 5.17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Too many Christians talk like this is a metaphor. It's a metaphor for our lives. So when I get to heaven, I'll be that new creation. What's the point of that? You are a new creation once you receive Christ. When you say, I believe in that moment. People say, it can't be that simple. It is that simple. It is that simple. You receive Christ. The spirit of the living God dwells in you in that moment. You become... A new creation. And in that moment, you have everything that you need to be more than a conqueror. It's important. One of my greatest concerns for Christians globally, but specifically the Western world, because that's my my culture, is that we don't know who we are because we don't know the Word of God. See, if you don't know the Word of God, how are you going to know who you are? and the enemy loves the fact that we have ignorance in the church because as long as you're ignorant you don't know your rights and privileges you don't know the level of the power of God in your life let's read Ephesians 1:17 through 20 because the truth is, is this scripture tells us we are to know his incomparably great power the word know It's not knowledge only. Like you have wrote information that you can regurgitate it. No, the word know means to intimately experience. We are to intimately experience his incomparably great power. This is what Paul writes. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom And revelation so that you may know him better. Listen, your life is all about knowing God. Knowing him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. And his incomparably great power for us who believe. And his incomparably great power for us to believe. Now he's connecting the dots for you. You are to know him. The revelation of him. To know who he is. And therefore knowing his incomparably great power for us to believe. And let me give you the example of what that looks like. Because he just doesn't put a period there and leave us. But he says, you know what that great power looked like? That the power is the same as the mighty strength... He exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. That's what the incomparable great power that I want you to know. Can you get that? It's not historical. It's not, you know what, I don't like the escapism attitude in Christians. Oh, when we get to heaven, you know what, we need to live it here the incomparable great power that raised Christ from the dead it's an excuse to say oh let me have that there is escape hatch now listen i want to be with jesus face to face too i get it but we have a mission we have an assignment here To have the incomparable greatness of his power manifested in our lives as new creations. That you may know to intimately experience his incomparably great power. But he gives a phrase with that for those who believe. So if you don't believe... You don't have the incomparable great power. Now, let me just say this. Belief is very important. Too many Christians don't believe. Now, they believe in the salvation experience, that Jesus did a work on the cross for them. But you know where they stop their belief? is the manifestation of the power of God in their lives. In practical ways. In the actual storms that they face. They don't believe. And they respond to those storms just like those who don't have the Holy Spirit in them. Amen or ouch? Ouch, hopefully. Because we don't say amen to that. The truth is this. This scripture says, I want you to know. I want you to experience. And the fact is this. This incomparable power, greatness of His power, is connected to the divine nature of God. See, we don't have the incomparable power of God without being connected to His divine nature. Let's read 2 Peter 1, 3 through 4. See, this is very central to us as new creations. His divine power... Has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him. Once again, knowledge of Him. I want you to really focus in on that because too many Christians don't want to discipline themselves to have knowledge of God. I'm going to get there in a minute. Who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises. So that through them, the promises, you may participate in the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. His divine power has given us everything we need. And through God's promises, we participate in his divine power nature his divine power is revealed to us through the knowledge of God the revelation of who we are the revelation of of participating in his divine nature comes through his divine power the knowledge of God see we are to participate in his divine nature but according to this we have to know the promises. We have to know the promises. You know, we have to know the fine print of our salvation, of who we are in Christ. Second Corinthians 1.20 says this, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. But it's difficult for us to participate in his divine nature and in his divine power if we don't know the promises. See, the enemy wants to keep you illiterate. Because central for you to be more than a conqueror has to do with you standing on the promises of God. And it's important that we're in his word. You need to know his word. The enemy wants you to find everything else to read, everything else to do, than to be in his word, to know his presence, to be here in the house of the Lord so that you are challenged in his word by leaders that the Lord has assigned to this house. He wants, the enemy wants to keep you ignorant, So that you don't know what to stand on. Because the enemy doesn't play fair with you, by the way. Even though Jesus paid for it all for you. If you don't know what he paid for, what are you standing on? Too many Christians don't know. They don't know. So they're actually disempowered. When you're not in the Word... I'm just going to be, I'm straight up with you because we're going to be build muscle Christians. That's not some sort of tagline where you go, oh, we got to market ourselves around here. So people will come, Pastor David. So I'm just going to create this tagline, you know, that we're muscle Christians. I don't give a rip about marketing Crossroads. I don't give a rip about it. You are going to be a muscle Christian so that you can be more than conquerors. And you've got to know the Word of God. You got to know the word of God because the enemy wants to keep you ignorant so that you don't know how to stand. Having done all the stand, I stand. Because the enemy wants to convince you through the world's philosophies, through your own flesh, through the feelings, your soulishness that you give into. He wants to convince you that in this storm, God is not the God of this valley. Come on, Jesus. He has done so much for us. But we've got to know his word. We've got to know his promises. And there are so many things that are around you, swirling around you right now, resources that you have to know. And yet the church, the Western world, the church in the Western world is weak. And yet they have so many resources. See, because you know what? It's not about the amount of resources. It's not. It's about wanting to know. Hungering. And I'm just challenging you. You know, you, you say, oh, the storm will end sometime. You know what? Not. You're in a new season because the Lord wants to show his incomparable greatness of his power. Now, how is he going to do that? He's going to do it through the challenges, the incomparable greatness of his power. The truth is this, the word of God tells you that you should share in his divine power. The word of God tells you that you share in his divine nature through the promises of God. And therefore, you are more than a conqueror. That's who you are. That's not just what you do in certain moments. That's who you are. Okay, let's read. Romans 8, 31 through 39. Such a popular scripture this is. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Now, he doesn't say, no, these things will never happen to you. No, we just entered into Christian Disneyland. He doesn't say that. He says, no, in all of these things I just listed to you, You are that your DNA now as new creations is more than a conqueror. Now, you may have to use that muscle, but you are more than a conqueror. Because just remember, he said that you would know the incomparable great power of Christ. The same power that raised Christ from the dead. That you would know that's what makes you more than a conqueror. The promises of God in Christ Jesus. As I read you in 2 Corinthians 1.20. All of the promises of God are in Christ Jesus. And to that we say amen to. That makes you more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. But it's important because so many times we associate being more than a conqueror. Those of you that listen to Phil to the Brim, you're going to hear some echo. It's good for you, though, because it's going to get deep now. We associate more than a conqueror with the battle outside of us. Um, oh, Pastor Lynn, somebody at work. You know what? They're coming against me. This thing's coming against me. This other thing outside of the government's coming against us. External, external, external. But you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Contextually. When I say contextually, I mean when Paul writes this in the chapter, he has defined what we're to be more than conquerors in. Because being more than a conqueror is not outside in, it's inside out. Woo. It's from the internal, external if you don't have it internally, conquering those things internally, the private world stuff, the flesh stuff, you are ill-equipped to fight against the enemy. Because why? You're compromised. Oh, Pastor Lynn, I like when it's the enemy outside of me. But when it has to do with my attitude, I don't know if I like that because my attitude gives me a strength. Not, no, I don't like, oh, we have attitude. But the fact is this, we conquer those fleshly things. One th- area, and I, I don't know if I ever write a book, this would probably be very central to it. Because I really believe it's the, one of the core elements of powerful living in Christ is conquering old mindsets. Oh my goodness, how the old mindset comes up so easily, but we now are new creations and those mindsets that we have, they generate our activity. They generate what we do. They generate what we say. They generate our decisions and we have to conquer old mindsets. Now, I just read to you, and you all cheered, and I love that, that nothing can separate us from the love. We're more than conquerors. But in that very same chapter, by the way, he first addresses old mindsets. We like the end of the story. The end of the story is I want to dance. But what about the fact that he's saying now we got to have minds of the spirit, not minds of the flesh? Because in order for us to be more than conquerors, we have to make sure we have a mind of the Spirit. Okay, here we go. Romans 8, 5 through 9. Those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. I want you to remember those two words. Life and peace. The mind that's governed by the Spirit is, not sometimes, is life and peace. Okay, we're going to come back to that. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. Why? You're new creations, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. He's addressing your mindset. See, if you're going to believe his promises... If you're going to believe his word more than your own flesh, you've got to embrace the mindset of the spirit. You cannot be more than a conqueror with a mind of flesh. This is where Christians go wrong. They're saying they're more than a conqueror, but they're using their mind of flesh. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm just telling you what the word says. Not, I didn't write Romans. It would have been cool if I did, but I didn't. But Paul defines the mind of the spirit. And what did he say it was? Life and peace. So what we do is we go and say, do I think with the mind of life and peace? Is my thoughts anxious, fearful, in despair, hopeless, regurgitating what the world is telling me, or is my mind life and peace? Come on, we're just going to tell it like that, because that is connected to whether I'm going to be more than a conqueror and whether that greatness of his power is going to be manifested in my life. Because I can't do this in my flesh. But I surely can do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in me. But my mind needs to be a mind of the Spirit, controlled by the Spirit. And I'm going to tell you, the greatest battlefield for the believer is this. Oh, how we tumble into despair. We tumble very quickly into despair, into the spirit of death, in the spirit of anxiety and fear. And I'm going to tell you more than now, more now than ever, in this crazy world that we live in. There is a lot of despair out there. There's a lot of hopelessness. There's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anxiety. There's all that. And we are not to have that kind of mind. Your mind, you say, oh, but Pastor Lynn, you don't understand. My mother had it. My grandmother had it. My great grandmother had it. I'm going to tell you, you, my sister, you, my brother, are a new creation. And that incomparable greatness of power dwells in you. Oh, come on, Jesus. He wants his children to experience everything that he has. And therefore, you say, Well, are you condemning me because I have the. You know what? No. What I'm saying to you is take captive those thoughts. Oh, we all have them. We all have them. We're all in process, but too many Christians excuse the excuse themselves because of process. Oh, come on. Oh, we're on process, Pastor Lynn. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. But it doesn't discount the truth. That you have overcoming power in you. That you have the ability to say, these mindsets that are trying to take me captive, now I'm going to take them captive, and I'm going to bring them under Christ Jesus. And if I have to do it a million times today, I'm going to do it. Woo! Second Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. What are strongholds? We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive not just some of the thoughts. We take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. If it's not life and peace, it's not a thought from the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pull it back, Lord, into your peace. I'm going to pull it back into life. I'm not going to let the tumble happen. I'm going to say, Lord, I stand on your promise. Right now, I feel a certain way. My emotions feel a certain way. The circumstances are trying to pull my emotions a certain way. But I know your promise. I know the enemy doesn't fight fair. I will stand on your word. I have divine power no matter how I think I have divine power and I know it's incomparable I know that the enemy doesn't have greater power than I have so I stand on your word you are more than a conqueror inside before you see it externally oh Jesus I know you want people to know this word I know that the enemy wants to say to you, but God is only the God of the mountains, not the God of the valleys, not the God of this situation, not God of this generational thing handed down to you. But I'm telling you, your God is the God of the mountains and the valleys. So we are able to conquer mindsets, fleshly mindsets. And I'm going to say there's a reason why Paul put that in Romans 8. Because more than conqueror comes here. I believe. For those who believe. The incomparable riches to be made known for those who believe. We are able to conquer sin. We're able to conquer sin. As a result of Christ's work this overcoming power in our lives through the work of the cross, we are able to conquer any sin that we struggle with, any addiction that we face, any sort of thing that's trying to make us enslaved, any sort of life-controlling thing, anything, any sin. Too many times we've had the message that said, well, certain things people can't overcome. Not true. Not true. Because if that was true, he would say it. <laughs> he would say it. But that's not true. We can overcome sin. Romans eight twelve. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation. But it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. By the Spirit, I put to death the misdeeds of the body. By his Holy Spirit, I couldn't do it in my flesh. And let me just say this. Why do believers expect unbelievers to have power over sin? They don't have power over sin. Quit criticizing the world for their lifestyle. Why? Because they don't have power over sin. We're like pointing our fingers. Don't point your finger. It takes the power of God in your life to conquer sin. But now we can conquer sin. You know, before, in a couple chapters before, he writes, Romans six eighteen. he tells the people, You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Listen, Scripture says this. Jesus says this. You're going to be a slave to something. It's either sin or righteousness. But you cannot be a slave to righteousness without the Holy Spirit. And he says, but you have no longer are a slave to sin. This is the declaration of independence, people, from sin. It's been declared over you that you no longer are a slave to sin. I don't care what sin you may face. You are no longer a slave to sin. And you say, well, people do struggle with addiction. You know what? You stand on his word. Just like I said, if you have to declare it a hundred times every day, you stand on his word. Just like Jesus fought the enemy in the desert. He said, this is what the word says. This is what the word says. What we do is we don't stand on our feelings. We don't stand on what the world says. We stand on what the word says. See, Jesus now gives us the law of the spirit of life. Remember, what did I just say about the old mindsets? The old mindsets are death. But the new mindset is what? Life and peace. Romans 8, 2, because, now this is the same chapter as overcomer, more than conquerors. Romans 8, 2, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. It's all right there for you, people. If you just read Romans 8 over and over, you are set free from sin because sin leads to death, no matter how quote, fun it looks, le- you know what? It always leads there. It's kind of like tick, 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 tick. The affairs maybe tick, tick, tick. Tick. The, the stuff that, you know, drinking heavily and all that. Tick, 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 tick. The effects happen. Death. But he has freed you from that. Come on, we are more than conquerors. See, Jesus did it on the cross. He freed us on the cross. He defeated the enemy. He defeated the, the principalities and powers in high places. And he defeated sin. He defeated all the powers. Colossians 2, 14 and 15. Having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. He paid for you to have freedom from sin. He paid for you to share in the divine nature. He paid for you to have his divine power. But when we step back into allowing the power of sin, the power of the authorities of the principalities, when we step back into that, what are we saying? What are we doing? We're denying the power of the cross. I'm going to be honest with you. We are not to step back. He did this for us. We need to step forward into more revelation of what he has done so we stand on those promises. It's not too good to be true. We don't sing a song, too good to be true, too good. His promise is just too good to be true. No, we sing, so good, too good to not believe. The fact is this, man, I want to take down these thoughts, these thoughts. He has canceled these things, but the enemy doesn't play fair. And so if he can somehow convince you. To not believe, then he has pulled you back into the prison that Jesus set you free from. Actually, he didn't pull you back, because he can't. You walked, la 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 la, zombie walking, because there's not life in me, because my mindset is not life and peace. It is death, death, zombie. Perfect October thirty first illustration walk into the cave, walk into the prison, put on the shackles because I don't know who I am. I don't know what Jesus did because I'm ignorant. But he has given to you all of these things. You are more than a conqueror and you need to exert your rights and privileges as a child of God. You will have storms. You will have battles. You will have overwhelming situations. But you must exert your rights and privileges as a child of God. You can overcome sin. You can conquer sin. Next thing you can conquer is the effects of the sufferings of the world. Now, this was an interesting concept because I have had a hard time with this the effects of the sufferings of the world. See, the truth is this. We don't walk in a redeemed world. We walk in a broken world. We walk in a world that has evil. We walk in a world where humans are functioning in evil ways. It's true. I've been in prisons where mothers that are in prison Send their small children over to the male side for sexual exploitation. I've been in those prisons. I've seen the faces of those children. I know there's evil in this world. But that's why Jesus came. And that's why he put his power in you. And, you know, if we focus, and the truth is this. Why is there healing? Why is there deliverance? Why are there miracles in this world right now? It's because there's evil in this world. Because it's a broken world. Why is the greatness of his power to be in his children so that we advance his kingdom? But we have to be careful. Because so many believers can get overwhelmed with the brokenness of this world. And it can pull us under into despair. Despair. It can pull us under into hopelessness. But that is not God's desire or intention, nor having the mind of Christ. Now let's read Romans 8, 20 through 23. For the creation was subjected to frustration. Not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. My body's aging I just turned 56. I looked in the mirror and I said, You know what? You're getting wrinkles, more wrinkles. Fact is this we still live in a broken world. You know, when I started Women of the World, I was young. I was young. It started in 2001, 2002. How many years ago? That was a long time ago. Anyway, and the fact is this I was younger. And I started, I'm like, Lord, what can I say? I go and I'm ministering to women in much dire situations than I'm in. What can I tell them? Here I am in a Western world and freedom for women and all of this stuff. What word can I bring to them? And you know what the Lord told me? Oh, I don't want you to bring your word. I want you to bring my word. (laughs) I don't want you to bring what you could promise. I want you to bring what I promise. Come on, let's get us a mind of Christ here. All of the promises of God are for every believer, for every situation. And in this broken world, we are not to lose hope because our citizenship is not of this world. Don't you dare. I'm going to tell you, if you're looking... For your citizenship to be of this world, you will lose hope very quickly. But our citizenship, you know what? The Lord is recalibrating the church. <laughs> I'm just going to preach it the way he gave it. Our citizenship is in heaven. Titus 2:11 through 13, he talks about the blessed hope. For the grace of God has appeared. That offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. And to live self-controlled upright and godly lives in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope. The appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Who gave himself up for us to redeem us from all wickedness. And to purify for himself a people that are his very own. Eager to do what is good. We always every day have a blessed hope. A blessed hope. You know what hope means for those of you that need to remember it? It's an optimistic state of mind. Optimistic. In the midst of the decay and the wickedness and the brokenness of this world, we have a blessed hope. And not only do we have an optimistic state of mind, we have expectation of a positive outcome. Woo. What's the problem? Too many Christians gloom, despair, agony on me, la And he's saying, we have a blessed hope. The world is hungering for hope. We have a blessed hope. We have expectation. And the fact is this. Your faith, my faith, is connected with the nurturance of our hope. Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. We are not to tumble into hopelessness. No and I know their sufferings. I've been with people in those dynamics. Recently, we Pastor David I minister to the persecuted church, we've met pastors who have been beaten badly. We have been with people. I know that there are sufferings. But in the midst of the suffering, we have the blessed hope. Don't let the brokenness of this world pull you under into despair. You have the mind of Christ to say, you know what? There's a blessed hope for everyone, for every person. What else can we conquer? The overwhelming battles and circumstances. This is, this is a truth that I want you to dwell in, that in your, we do have overwhelming battles and circumstances. I say overwhelming when we don't know how to pray. When we feel overtaken, there are times it does happen. Scripture doesn't deny that experience. And in Romans 8, 24 through 30, he addresses this. He says this, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. So what is he going to address in a minute? He's going to address when you're waiting for a victory. He's addressing, see, hope is seen is no hope at all. You don't need hope if you see it. He's saying, listen, you need hope because you don't see it. And I'm calling for the faith in you for that situation. I'm calling it forth because you're going to have hope rather than despair. You're going to believe God before you see the outcome. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? You don't need to. But if we hope for what we do not have, yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. So what is he saying? I know that you're in this circumstance. You're gonna, you're, it's feeling a little overwhelming. But in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know. What we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And, verse 28, it's on the wall. It's sold at Hobby Lobby. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Whoo. He's saying, you are more than a conqueror right then in that overwhelming situation. You are not more than a conqueror later. After you get what you are hoping for or want. In that moment, when the storm is swirling, when you feel overwhelmed, I have made you an overcomer. You are more than a conqueror right now. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is going to pray through you right now. You may feel overwhelmed. You may not know how to pray. But right now, the Holy Spirit's, oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. That's a promise that you have. The promise of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of grace, the intercessor, the comforter, the one that comes alongside of you is right there and right in that moment. Before you see an outcome in the physical realm of victory, you are more than a conqueror because nothing can separate you from the love of God <laughs> so when the enemy comes to you and he says oh look at the battle you're facing look at the battle you're facing see you're not a conqueror because look it at the battle you know what you say I stand on his word I stand on his word the Holy Spirit's gonna pray through me in my weakness He is made strong I know I can believe, I can have hope. Lord, even in this overwhelming situation... Even in the feelings that may try to come and pull me under, I can be more than a conqueror because your Holy Spirit's present. Your uh, My Abba Father is present. As Romans eight fifteen says, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And we cry, Abba Father, Abba Father, nothing can separate us from the love of God, not even over overwhelming situations, things that we don't understand, things that we can't even use our human words to pray about because we are overwhelmed with it. Right in the midst of that, the Lord says, but you have my divine nature. And in that means that you are more than a conqueror. And I stand on that word. I stand on that word. I am more than a conqueror. Even in my overwhelming circumstances, In my situations of pain, when I hurt so bad, when I hurt so bad, even in the situations where my heart is broken, I am more than a conqueror. Because in that moment, I say, Holy Spirit, pray through me. Pray through me. Pray through me. Pray through me take it over, Lord. I surrender it to you. The mindset, I want mind of life and peace in that moment. The Lord doesn't want you anxious. He doesn't want you fearful. So he says, let me pray through you. I want you to have a mindset of life and of peace, even in the overwhelming situations. Who can separate you from the love of God Christ? Romans 8:35 shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword as it is written for your sake we face death all day long we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered no in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us being more than a conqueror is not an experience Being more than a conqueror is an identity. Do you hear me? Being more than a conqueror is not an experience. Being more than a conqueror is an identity. And you are more than a conqueror. Know your rights and privileges. Know the promises of God. Stand in those things. I want you to stand with me right now. Woo. See, this is the thing. The word has gone forth. I know it's gone forth. But you know what's more important than that? Is translating it to your life. Translating it to your circumstance. Translating it to your mindset. Translating it to what you're battling right now. You need to let it be translated. It's not a metaphor. It's not for the sweet by and by. There's nothing to conquer up in heaven, by the way. There's nothing to conquer in the sweet by and by. Here is the time to be more than a conqueror. And the truth is this. You've got to stand on the truth. You say it's too good to be true. Well, why then in this verse when he's talking about being more than a conqueror, he says nothing can separate you from the love of God. See, the fact is this. His love for you in every situation his empowerment that he paid for on the cross. See, too many times we say, oh, he died on the cross. Yes, he did. And those things, the sin was made dead. He conquered death and sin, but he also was resurrected to new life. You are not only dead to sin, but you are resurrected to new life. And as a reason that's why when we do water baptism you go down but we don't just leave you down going oh good you are dead to sin Whew. Now you will be physically drowned. No, rather you come back up and say, I am a new creation. I'm resurrected to his new life. And therefore, I'm a new creation in everything. And I have a new identity. And I'm more than a conqueror. And I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. And I'm going to learn all my rights and privileges by knowing him better and better and better and better. Yes, Lord. Come on. Woo. Come on. It's a new season for some of you. Let the Lord, let the Holy Spirit confront the mindset. Some of you get too much out of a fleshly mindset. You're harboring it. Like, no. (laughs) Life and peace. Life and peace overcoming Power. Come on, let's sing that song. We're going to worship. We're going to worship. Come on, worship team.
1: And all Dull of my fear, I will
3: turn into praise.
1: Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance, I will dance out in faith. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. All of my fear, I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name a victory dance i will dance out in faith i will crush disappointment and break every chain all of my fear i will turn into praise i'll shake off despair and i sing out your name a victory dance i will dance out in faith i will crush disappointment and break all of my fear all of my fear i will turn into praise As I sing out your name, a victory dance I will dance out in faith I will crush disappointment and break every chain Show me one thing that's too hard. Show me waters he can't part. He's the God of the breakthrough, and anything is possible. Show me water He can part. He's the God of the breakthrough, and anything is possible. Is possible. And all of my fear, I will turn into praise shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance I will dance out everything. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. All of my fear I will turn into praise. Come on. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance I will dance out in faith. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. Oh, oh, I will turn into praise, shake off despair as I sing out Your name. A victory dance, I will dance out in faith. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. All of my fear, I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out Your name. A victory dance, I will. Woo. Disappointment And break every chain Show me one thing he can't do Show me mountain he can't move He's the God of the breakthrough And anything is possible Show me one thing that's too hard Breakthrough and anything is Possible Show me Show me one thing He can't pay. Show me mountain He can't move He's the God of The breakthrough and anything Is possible Hey Show me one thing That's too hard Show me waters He can't pass He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is
3: possible, is possible. All right. Woo! I'm going to tell you. When you sing that song or when you remember this message, I want you to sing it and declare it with conviction for your life. You know what? When I sing that song, I'm all like, you know what? I've been in the faith a long time. I've been at the Red Sea I've been in difficult situations. I've been saying, I don't know where the provision is going to come from. And I can say, you show me one thing he can't do. I dare you. He's a God of the impossible. Oh, that we would make this incarnation of our life. That we would translate it to our life. You know, it's interesting because as I was singing the song, I thought, oh, the Indian people would love this. You know, and I've done many times women's conferencing. I've done them in Bangladesh. I've done them in very difficult situations. And you know what? They have such rejoicing in the hope. Sometimes we lack that. Well, Pastor Lynn, he didn't do it the way I wanted. I don't think that's in the Bible. God will do exactly what you want when you want it. No. He's going to do it. All things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. We trust. Lord, it doesn't mean we don't have overwhelming situations. We do. We have battles, we have storms, we have pain, we suffer. This is a broken world. But in the midst of that, you say, and guess what? You're more than a conqueror. Nothing can separate you from the powerful love that I have for you. That powerful love which was manifested through the cross and resurrection. That gave you everything. That divine power to be shared with the divine nature. That incomparable greatness of his power for those who believe. Listen, right now, I want you to just I just want you to stand in that promise. I want you to let your mind be renewed by that promise. I want you to take captive the thoughts of despair or hopelessness or fear or anxiety and say, I bring those under Christ Jesus. I bring those under Christ Jesus. That is not who I am. That is not the destiny, even in the midst of the storm. That is not the place I am to dwell. Lord, we take those things captive. Nothing can separate us from your love. Lord, we thank you for your word. May we live this word. May we walk in this identity as more than God. In your name. God bless you as you go. Have a great day and be nice to the kids tonight, okay? God bless you. Show me one thing he can't do. Show me a
1: mountain he can't move. He's the God of the breakthrough anything, anything is possible. Show me one thing that's too hard. Show me waters he can't park. He's the God of the breakthrough, and anything is possible. Show me one thing he can't do. Show me a mountain he can't move. He's the God of the breakthrough, and anything is possible. Show me heart. Show me waters he can't part. He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is possible, is possible.